I'm Lisa. I do the Midday Show at 101.9 The Mix in Chicago. And I'm Jerry Nunn from nunnontherun.com. And Lisa and I go way back. Way backstage, maybe. Yeah, that's where we met. And now we're bringing you along for the ride. Like a plus one. But we don't really have time for some big intro. All right, let's go. Nonstop. Nonstop. With Lisa and Jerry. This week, we discuss all the blockbuster movies in theaters. So grab your popcorn and let's go. Uh, Viola Davis and you're listening to Nonstop. Okay, so the cold weather is here and that's when everybody just heads into the theaters. There are so many major movies happening right now. Yeah, people are going out to the theater, though. They've, you know, the holiday weekends are always big, and I'm sure Christmas will be a big weekend, too, so. It's so funny, like, how much people will complain about, me included, complain about how expensive it is to go to the movies, but we all still do it. We all still love doing it. Yeah, I went uh, back to that CMX place in Old Orchard. Oh, okay. And uh, it is, it was really nice to have the, the experience where, oh. you know, they bring you your Did burger we change our and fries. Mind? It was. It was a different experience this time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was cozy. Okay, so the chair was like super comfy, you know, and you can stretch out. Yeah. And um, then they bring you the food and you order it before. So you want to get there a little bit early, which was what I did. What did you eat? I had a burger and fries. Oh, okay. <laughs> and nice lemonade. Were you like lounging while you were eating this I was burger? Very or? comfortable. Very, <laughs> very comfortable. Dude, I would go there and turn into Homer Simpson. I'd be like, bring all the food. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so More. they put the tip already on there which I thought was interesting. I mean, they're like, we can lower mm. it or raise it, but it was already on their 18%. I don't care for that at all. Yeah, I don't blame you. It's the same <laughs> as when, um, you know, if you're in a taxi and mm. they are just like, how much change do you want back? Mm. And I'm like, look, I want all my change. I'll hand you the tip when I'm ready to tip you. But yeah. when you are like, how much do you want back? I'm like, now you've made it awkward. Yes. You've made our relationship awkward now. <laughs> yeah, and I'm a server. <laughs> I mean, I've seen it from, I see it from both sides, obviously, like I've been there. But I didn't get a tip when I worked in a movie theater. And I mean, I, I get that they're bringing, you know, right. food, but he didn't ever bring, he never cleared the dishes the whole movie. And oh. that's a long time to not, that's two hours of not clearing the dishes. That's why they have to write the tip in for you, because <laughs> otherwise you're going to reflect that. Yeah. They Ooh. never came back. They never said, thank you. What? I thought that was a little unusual. Hmm. Yeah. That's a little funky. Yeah. Cause they, and they never filled my lemonade and only, you know, it's supposed to be bottomless lemonade. Oh, oh. <laughs> and it says bottomless lemonade? <laughs> yeah. Oh, snap. And not cool. Never, and never got, and he didn't check back. And I mean, maybe they don't want to interrupt the movie. There's that. But I don't know. I was a little disappointed with that part of it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about that whole thing. And certainly not the like, we're going to put the tip on here for you and you can adjust it. It's like, you yeah. know what? Hand me the pen. I got this. <laughs> but anyway, so I went and saw Widowed. <laughs> Widowed. Oh. So that was uh, really good. Okay. I know I <laughs> promised I would go see that movie, but could not get to the movies. Tell me everything. Well, Viola's going to have to forgive you. I hope she does. <laughs> yeah. So I got to talk to her about the movie on the red carpet. She yeah. Was, she was wonderful. Uh, just really a great interview. And um, it's going to do some comedy in the future. And she's like, I'm really funny. Oh, yeah. She did mention something like that. <laughs> yeah. Because they don't think of her as comedy. I mean, she's a very serious. I mean, she's very good in the movie. She grounds the whole movie. It's set in Chicago. I love it. So it's a very Chicago, more than usual. I mean, because there's, you can see all the, the sites and the, you know, you see what hotel they're in. You're like, what hotel are they in? You know, because I was looking around out okay. the windows. It's more than just like the random L going past because no. any movie that's in Chicago, they have to do a shot of the L. Right. This is the hood and, and all that. So, yeah. And it had... Uh, She's with Liam Neeson in that movie. Liam Neeson's in mm. the movie. Yeah, I saw them two, like, rolling around in the bed on the commercial. I was like, <laughs> okay, Viola, I like it. Yeah, and it's not it's not going to be the best movie you've ever seen. I don't want to build it up too much. It kind of hops around a lot, and I, I mean, I, I enjoyed it. The whole idea behind it, and the reason I told you, like, yeah, I'll go see this one, is because it's, like, kind of a girl power thing. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. It's it's about it's about chicks getting guns and kicking butt, right? Right. Right. I mean, sorry, I'm sort of into that. Well, it's a female empowerment kind of thing, and it is. But um, I mean, I've been shooting guns since I was a kid. Okay. Like it's one of those things where like we don't ever really talk about it because it's such a touchy subject. Okay. You know, like yeah. in any kind of social setting, uh-huh. that I can't be like totally. I like to shoot guns, but like I grew up that way. I grew up shooting guns with my brothers and my dad on a farm. Like it's mm-hmm. it's so when I see other, especially women doing it, I'm like, ah, oh, this is so cool. Yeah. So if I have a big debt, you know, with a lot of money, you could go and take care of it if, if I die. <laughs> well, <laughs> you get your gun. I and... don't know if I'm tough, but I'm a hell of a shot. <laughs> well, it sounds pretty tough to me. <laughs> but you know what I thought was so cool is that when you talked to her, she said something like, this is not some like Wonder Woman story. It's about real women. But I always want to emphasize with people that it's not Lara Croft Tomb Raider. It's not Wonder Woman. These are all real women who have found themselves in a very challenging situation who are looking to take back their lives. These are women that you probably wouldn't even think had a gun or owned a gun or know how to shoot a gun, but they decided to venture forth in the wilderness, as I say, and um, get it done to gain back ownership of their lives. Right. It's about standing up and fighting back. Yeah. So yeah, so I really like that one. Instant Family, I guess, has been doing very well. I feel like everybody's talking about this one, and you did uh, kind of like a screening party for it? I did, yeah. So I did an intro because I was adopted. And it's a story about uh, a husband and wife that adopt three foster children. They're so cute. All at the same time. Oh my gosh, they're so good. So I did a screening about it and I and I really identified with the younger boy. He's like really awkward and clumsy. And, you know, but he just wants to be loved. And I always felt like that as a kid. And I love you. Oh, um, well, I've been well adopted when I was born. I had a different situation than them. Right. But um, you always have kind of like abandonment issues and, you know, you have issues growing up. You feel very, I've always felt very disconnected from my family. Oh, and, honey. Yeah. I mean, my parents told me when I was young, but there's really no perfect time to tell their kid yeah. that, you know, you're from someone else. <laughs> but you know what? You and I have had this conversation where we've talked about just the idea behind adoption mm-hmm. and how we feel about it versus sometimes how other people feel about it. Right. And I mean, we've had some strong words, some spicy <laughs> words, like Monique would say. <laughs> so that's a whole different thing. But oh, Mark Wahlberg, would you say he brought any kind of like humor to it? Is it it's yes. funny, right? Well, that's what I thought going in. I thought it was going to be this, you know, Marky Mark, you know, comedy. Yeah. It's going to be really light. And then by the, you know, by the end, there's a lot of serious parts to it. You know, him and Rose Byrne are very funny okay. together and stuff. But there's a lot of serious stuff. The director has, you know, he he directed him with like Daddy's Home. I think so that's how he got Marky. That's what I thought. And and he wanted to do the project. The, the director actually talks about uh, Mark Wahlberg and how he got involved. I should say, too, Mark Wahlberg, he had met several kids in care in the system. And Mark, when I asked him... Uh, when I, when I proposed the idea of the movie, he jumped in immediately and immediately started telling me about these amazing kids they had met and how much that meant to him. And then when we were making the movie, Mark had a teen daughter, has a teen daughter that uh, was virtually the same age as the girl in the movie, and he has younger children as well. So Mark had a lot of real parenting experience to draw on, too. Yeah, I feel like, you know, it was ser- more serious than some people are maybe ready for. And when I was doing the t- the uh, intro, uh, they did not want it to be really serious, and I could tell that, you know? They didn't. They did not, yeah. They thought, oh, it's a comedy, and they're like, it's serious, and I was like, well, I'm trying to warn you, and the, then the lady that was giving me the hard time was crying behind me the whole <laughs> movie. So it's like, I tried to warn you, lady. So they 
they wanted you to get up there and make it more lighthearted? Or yeah, I felt like, well, once I kind of mentioned that, you know, hey, there's I cried more at this one than I did at Boy Race, so I must be more adopted than gay. <laughs> oh, oh, oh man, we're, we're definitely going to get to Boy Erased. But as far as the um, instant family, is it something that like do you watch it with kids? Do you watch it with? Oh, that's you know, a good question. There's definitely some rebellion from the teenagers and stuff. So if you don't want to bring a younger child that you don't want to, you know, stir up, hey, they're going to be a rebel or they're going to be troubled children. Oh, we stir so. them up. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> but some, you know, some of the kids might be, it would be tough for them because it's very like emotional and kind of stuff like that. So it's really for adults, I think, to be encouraged to, hey, get involved. And I went ahead and contacted an adoption place and <gasps> said I would do uh, a talk back anytime they wanted me to. Wow. And you can volunteer on the phones with them and do all kinds of different things. So I mean, when you first invited me to it, I really wanted to go not only to see you up there doing your thing and see a really good movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to go with this guy that I've been talking to because uh-huh. we've sort of like touched on adoption mm-hmm. kind of things okay. as far as just sort of future oh. kinds of things. Okay. But <laughs> I know. I was like, Ooh, I don't know. Family. Here <laughs> like, it comes. <laughs> I don't know. If, not necessarily together, just sort of as an option oh, okay, good. in the future. Yeah, I was thinking like early family. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, no, no. Nothing <laughs> n- n- nothing so drastic, but just, just as an option. Okay. Um, and I was kind of like, oof, I don't know if we can sit here and watch this film. It might be awkward. Right. It might be awkward is the thing. Like, yeah. So we didn't make it to the screening. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, you should check it out. Definitely. That's a good one. Okay. I really like that one. Uh, so Boy Erased. We need to talk about this. Yes. this whole concept of sending... Okay. So Boy Erased is... What is her name? Nicole Kidman. And the husband is Gladiator. Ru- yeah. Russell Crowe. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> they can play this game all day. And the little boy that's trying to be erased... You don't know his name because no. it's not super well known. But Lucas Hedges has been in so many good movies. Oh. He's so good. He's been in Lady Bird and Three Billboards. Manchester by the Sea was his breakout role. I love Three Billboards. Okay. He okay. was the son. He's oh. the son. And then her. I know him. Yeah. We go way back. Right. You know. <laughs> but Boy Race is about gay conversion therapy and where they send him to these camps and they pay a lot of money and the parents want them to be changed to be straight. This is a thing? Yeah. This is a real thing? Yeah. Today? Like this, is, this is a big thing back in the... 90s, like the late 90s. Yeah, this, I mean, it's still going on. And I think they said at the end of the movie, 700,000 LGBT people were affected by this. 700,000. Something crazy like that. And I don't know how they got the number, but. Look, I don't know either, but just like I said, the whole idea behind wanting to like send your child away Mm -hmm. to make them not be gay anymore. Yeah. Like Mm -hmm. I get the idea that they're like, okay, they just, they they want him to grow up and and meet a girl and do Mm -hmm. what the dad did. Yeah. Or, you know, whatever. But I'm like, are you guys serious? I try to think about like the young people in our family. And if somebody told us that they were gay, sending them somewhere to try to make them change is absurd. Like well, it, it is. That's that's what parents have done. I mean, they and it's not just now. I mean, this is this has gone on. People send them to asylums before, right? So this is how it's been going on forever and I, ever and ever. I know, and I get that, and I get that there's a whole twisted history that goes mm-hmm. along with it. Yeah. But we're talking about stuff that's happening now in yeah. 2018. Yeah. I mean, Dude, that's messed up. And I was very lucky that I wasn't living at home whenever I came out because I think that they would have even at 24. I think she would have tried to like maybe I don't know if gay conversion, but she would have. I would definitely been going to 
church and doing all these different groups or who knows what would have happened that is so- if I was younger. That's why I didn't come out. Why, why do you think I hid and lied about myself for so long? It wasn't like some fun thing for me to do. No. I was like trying to like survive. Oh my God, dude. I'm sorry. I just, I did not grow up like that. My my parents and my family were, were really cool and they, they're just not like that. My mom is just like Nicole Kidman in that movie. I mean, very similar to things and I told her that <gasps> and she didn't get it. Like, did she watch the movie? No, no. She'll never see the movie. I don't know. I just support me like that. Like that's not, she won't do that. So I just don't talk about it. Right. We don't. And I don't know. Like I'm, I'm having trouble wrapping my head around like really wanting to change somebody that you love and care for that badly that you're like, Hey, we're going to send you away to some like freakish camp and they're just going to like change everything you are. Yeah. Like I just don't get that. It's that big of a deal. It's not as common as it, as it was. So hopefully he's making a dent in things. And this is a straight director, Joel Edgerton, who I spoke with, who's trying to make a difference. I wanted to work with actors in a dramatic way, and I also wanted to put something positive into the world. I had those two ideas in my head, and when I read the book, it's like it just put its talons in me. And I, I really say this with all honesty, that I've never been... I've picked projects in the past, and I've chased projects down, but I've never had a project like, take me, like, pick me. So that's great that he, you know, brought this thing, brought this to attention, and it has... The, the actors were all very good, so that's a great movie. Um, yeah, we just got super heavy there. And all, like, <laughs> Moving on <laughs> to Bodied. We've been trying to talk about Bodied for a while. The rapper movie. Yes, this is a rap. This is battle rap movie. Yeah. Produced by Eminem. Uh, that would be intense having Eminem sit and judge me while I was trying to battle rap. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's a little white guy named uh, Callum Worthy who came in town and talked about the project and Jackie Long was there. So it was, it was a really interesting, diverse group that was like me, the gay guy. You know, <laughs> you got the white boy rapper, uh, Jackie Long, black guy, comedian, funny guy, and a Korean director all in the room together talking about body. You know what I love so much about these guys is that it sounded like a group of people that I would have grown up with on the South Side mm-hmm. because they removed the whole idea of like being offensive. They're like, we're going to make fun of everything. The funny thing is, I think that the movie has a universal truth mm-hmm. that uh, that people actually like racist jokes deep down inside. Mm-hmm. <laughs> people like sexist jokes. Like mm-hmm. the, the human nature finds a certain level of comedy mm-hmm. in the differences between people. Yeah. Um, and as much as we are in our sort of civilized world where we pretend that we uh, we should never offend each other, deep down inside, the differences between people are humorous. Mm-hmm. And it's a way of bonding, actually, to test the waters and things like that. So for the most part, the surprising thing is that the vast majority of people who watch it love the experience, they're laughing and stuff like that. But there's about 10% mm-hmm. uh, that absolutely are offended and find us unforgivable what we're doing. Mm. Uh, that's why we only have a 90% on Rotten Tomatoes instead of 100%. All right. That 10%. <laughs> that 10%. Them over. They were worried what my opinion was as a gay guy, which I thought was interesting. Were you offended? You know, not, no, I wasn't. Oh. <laughs> so another movie I want people to go out and see is The Green Book. Have you heard about The Green Book? Is this yeah. the one with Vigo? Yes. Yeah. I yeah. love him. And I love the guy that he is with from House of Cards. What is his name? Uh, uh, Mahersh- Mahersh- Mahershala Ali. Yes. Yeah. He's major. So he is playing Don Shirley. It's a 60s pianist who is super talented and has to make all his gigs and has determined to do it in some sketchy parts of the United States. Oh. And Vigo is his Italian driver. Like bodyguard bodyguard, slash driver. Kind of like the bodyguard. Yeah. But no Whitney. And and, uh, he's he's driving him around and making sure he's safe. And the Green Book refers to a book they used to have, this is a true thing, where black people could know where they could stay for a hotel, where they could, places they could go that were safe for them. 
And so it was very important. And that's messed up too. Yeah, that is. Uh. I know, I know. But it's important <laughs> part of history that got overlooked. I think it's important to see. And you would like that. You would really like that. It movie. is that one. I have seen the previews for, and I really would like to see it. I think people are overwhelmed with so many different movies. I mm-hmm. think it's important that all these things are being talked about. But I also mm-hmm. kind of think it's nice to have a little relief from it, mm-hmm. where no one's going to get offended about every little thing either. Yeah. Sometimes it's important to go out and see the Green Book, or you know. See, see a movie that has some, you know, relevance today. But then sometimes you just want to go and, like, have a good time at the movies. Right. And get away. There's plenty of those out there. I saw Overlord. J.J. Abrams makes this movie about zombies. Oh. <laughs> set on D-Day. Yeah. How was it? Uh, I really liked it. I, th- it, I thought wait, it was Wait, it's set weird. on D-Day? To- totally like escapism. Yeah, it's, an, it's oh. set in a war t- in the war times, okay? Okay. And so where the Germans are, like, experimenting on people, and that's what makes them into these, like, kind of zombie-ish Ooh. creatures. And so it's very like, I mean, there was one part, I almost had a heart attack. It was so shocking. There was a pop-out scare that just like flipped my heart. I was like, ah. Did you pee a little? Yes, a little bit. A little bit. (laughs) People were like screaming in the theater. There's one guy that kind of stands out. And I was like, this blonde, like hunky kind of guy. Well, guess what? His his parents are, um, uh, Kurt Russell is his dad. (gasps) And Goldie Hawn is his mom. So of course he's His name is Wyatt. Wyatt Russell. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I know all about (laughs) Wyatt. Wyatt. I am like a Kurt Russell stalker. Oh, I don't okay. want to say it that way, but I mean, I just love him. Okay. But Kurt Russell is like my like long time crush since I was like a kid. Well, this is his son. He's a hottie. And Ooh. so now you need to go see this movie. Not shocked. I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah, that was a really good one. Wait, we didn't even talk about Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, sure. Well, we got to talk about that. Look, I finally <laughs> saw a movie and the whole planet is in love with this movie. Yes, it was very talked about. I'm like, what is wrong with me that I did not love it? There's nothing wrong with you. I felt the same way. I Well, I, I enjoyed I mean, it. I enjoyed it, but I'm not going to... It's not accurate. There's a lot of... There's some problems with the telling of the story. He did like not have AIDS before Live Aid. That did not happen. That little scene where he came out, none of that happened. Okay, first of all, you're about <laughs> to do this show that you haven't been with your band for a while, mm-hmm. and you're about to go out and do this great big show. Are you also going to, really quick, oh, just randomly let them know, I'm really sick, guys. Yeah. And by the way, and you know what? On the way to the concert, why don't I go find my long-lost love because right. I have a minute I'll just I'll find him in the phone book real quick and just drop by right there was a lot of cramming it in because they wanted that live aid concert to be you know the, the high point the, the pinnacle of it which it was great to see I mean did you not love that part to see him performing at live aid you know what it was cool but here's the thing if I want to watch 20 minutes of that why don't I just go on YouTube and watch the real thing I don't know I don't want to be like a complete hater because there were things that I liked about it I thought mm-hmm. that Rami did great he's great yeah and a lot of the guys in the band looked a lot like the guys in Queen I I think that there was a lot of just like really kind of ridiculous conveniences to shove it all in. Yeah. And they like dumbed everything down. Mm-hmm. Like it, it was always the hits of, of them and not some of the obscure songs. You didn't get some of the Queen catalog that probably the diehard fans are probably missing. When we left, we were neither informed on anything we didn't know already. We kind of questioned some of the stuff yeah. that we were like, is this accurate? And then right. on top of it, we were not like moved at all. I was not moved at all. Right. I thought I was going to leave there like, oh my God, what a, what an amazing, brilliant movie. Like, I, I love him so much more, blah, blah, blah. I left and I was like, what was that? Yeah, I wonder what he would have thought. I mean, we're not going to know that, but the band definitely threw him under that tour bus a few times. How about it? <laughs> yeah, like, you know, we're going to go home to our wives and, you know. Please. <laughs> and we're going, you know, we don't party like you do. And it's like, wow. I mean, I, I get that. You know, some of us gay people will party into our later years. Let me stop you there. Okay, he mm-hmm. might have been the party guy. 
guy. Yeah. You're telling me nobody else in that band went out and partied? They all went home and, and right. you know, had tea and crumpets <laughs> with their woman? I guess that was the angle they went for. I mean, they have the final say. See, the band signed off on that project, and so yeah. that's what happened. And it was really clear. I don't know. I mm. like the way that they weaved the music into it. That was great. We got mm-hmm. to hear and, you know, see a lot of good times throughout the band. But altogether, mm-hmm. I felt like they Disney-fied the whole thing. We're Sorry. on the same page. You're not the only one. So <sighs> And his I- teeth. Can we talk about his teeth really quick? They were distracting at the beginning. They were so until he got a mustache (laughs) and he kept like licking his lips and all of that. I was like, oh my God, this is grossing me out. (laughs) Yeah. So that too mean. No, that's good. (laughs) (laughs) You can say what you want. I mean, I've argued with people about this movie. I mean, this lady in my office is like, you said it wasn't good. I'm like, nah, that's not what I said. And I I believe everyone, it's kind of like music. You know, you go out and see a movie and have your own opinion about it, right? Everyone can go, you can listen to the critics and you can, um, you know, stay away from certain movies if you want to. And, you know, I know it's an expensive night out and I think people should keep that in mind. Yeah. You know, Fantastic Beasts, I've heard a lot of mixed things about and I'm hearing that it's just all over the place and Johnny Depp's not that good in it and all these different things. So, I saw Girl in the Spider's Web. Do you know about this movie? Uh, I've seen the previews for it. Yeah, I didn't know if you'd seen some of the other movies. The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. and Yeah. This one's very, like, James Bondish, but artsier. Her name's Claire Voy. She is just killing it. She's like the next, uh, you know, Sarah Paulson to me. Very good. Look, Sarah Paulson, I loved her for a really long time, and now I feel like it's time for her to take a break. Oh, wow. I do. Okay, Lisa. Sorry. (laughs) You should be her manager. You need to take a break. Like, it's Uh, time for a little break. The holidays. What's going on? Why? Why do you feel that way? American Horror Story? Are you keeping up with American Horror Story? I watched the first episode of the last season. They've made her such a center point to everything, to where she's Uh playing like six characters in every show. I'm like, enough. You are choking me with her. <laughs> like you are choking me. Ryan Murphy's super into her. Yeah, I have been too for a long time. But just the past couple of seasons, I'm like, girl, you need a day off. Like, <laughs> get off of my screen for just like a minute. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Well, there's oh, and there's some more lighthearted. I wanted to say there's some more lighthearted movies coming out. Yeah, give Sec- me something new. Second Act, December 21st. That's okay. J Lo hey. as a working girl, stuck in a low paying job, and then she fakes it as a consultant until she makes it. So Ooh, that's gonna be lightweight. I mean, that's lightweight. That's pretty lightweight for a movie. You know what, though? She does funny, like, easy-to-digest kind of movies, and she always mm-hmm. looks great. I'll, I'll go mm-hmm. see one of her movies. Yeah, that'll be fun and light. I think that'll be a good one. Uh, Mary Poppins is back. Nope. Oh, you're not into it. I didn't like the original <laughs> Mary Poppins. Oh, what? Sorry. No? No. Not even, like, the singing from Julie Andrews? No, I'm sorry. Where's my spoonful of sugar for Lisa in here? <laughs> Because the medicine is not going down with her. I know. Sorry. Oh. I like Disney movies, but Mary Poppins just wasn't one of them. Oh, my goodness. Sorry. I mean, it's not my favorite, but it's, I mean, it's Julie Andrews. Oh, what? Everyone's talking about The Lion King. That preview, that trailer. Yeah. What did you think of that? I'm sure they won't let us down. Okay. But I'm going to like the original because that's what I like. Okay. And that's what, it came out when I was little. Uh Uh-huh. And I can quote the whole thing. Uh And you're not going to give me a better scar than Jeremy Irons, so don't even try. Okay. (laughs) So Beyonce don't stand a chance? No, girl. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. I loved her when she was, she was Foxy Cleopatra, but enough. Yeah. Well, you are the Lion Queen today. You know you what? I need ready. a cup of coffee. I feel like I'm crabby. <laughs> I like it, though. I think it's going to be great. Great. And I think people will like to hear, you know, strong opinions. So good for you. I mean. Keep it coming. And it's not, <laughs> it's not to say that, like, Beyonce isn't great because she's fabulous, but. I know we don't want the beehive on us. I mean, they'll be all over us. Mm-mm. We can't. We can't say too much. I know. We tried that with the little monsters last time. Had a little <laughs> bit of backlash. <laughs>
<laughs> yeah, we don't want to get that. You don't scare me. <laughs> but yeah, a lot of a lot of great movies coming out for the holiday season. I'm I'm excited. I love Aquaman. Oh, me too. I'm already signed up for this for the screening and sign Jason me Mom- up for that. Jason Momoa. I love him. I am so excited about him. Willem Dafoe's in it. Real quick, mm-hmm. give me one movie that I absolutely need to see. Out You're, of everything, the number one. Yeah, out of everything that you've seen. One movie for me specifically, not for everybody listening, because you gave us like 20 Uh great things to choose from. But give me one assignment that I can't miss. I still think you need to see A Star is Born. Oh, I saw it. Oh, you did? Okay. Did we talk about it? Did we not talk about Uh, it? No. Oh, my God. Uh, Oh, yeah. I saw it. Okay, good. I mean, I left with a freaking broken heart like the rest of the planet did when they left. I loved it. You loved it. I did. Okay, good. I did. So I'm on the right track. It actually brought up so many feelings about like being with an alcoholic. If you've ever like been in a relationship with an alcoholic, it's a horrible thing Uh (laughs) that Uh it it sucks because you still love them. Right. And I was like, oh my God, I'm having all these like feelings about this movie. Yeah. And you felt like she did what she could do. Like, yeah. But also Mm -hmm. like you can't, there are some things you just don't have any damn control over. Yeah. Even when they're making a fool of you and you're like, damn it, I love you, but why are you such an idiot? Yeah. You want to change people, right? People want to change the relationship and there's only so much you can do. Well, we'll see if she wins an Oscar. I hope she does. I hope he does. Yeah. Yeah. So that one, that would be one that if people haven't seen, they probably should see. For sure. One movie this year. That's a, I think that would be it. All right. So everybody's (laughs) homework assignment is go see a bunch of these movies. Hit us up. Let us know what you think. What was your favorite? What did you love? What did you hate? Because today I just, for some reason, really want to hear that. Yeah. People Um, can agree or disagree and that's fine. And that's what movies are about. It's like music. What you like is what you like. And that's great. Totally. If you love Bohemian Rhapsody, you love it. If you hate it, you hate it. If you tipped your waiter, let us know. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Or if they tip themselves, whatever. That's a whole podcast. We can just talk about tipping. That's true. So Mm -hmm. we will get to that. Plus a ton more. This year ain't over yet. And we've got plenty more coming for you next time on Nonstop.